You've come to hear what Psyche says. I'm Dr. Stephanie Vaughn, a clinical psychologist. And I'm Sarah Kamita, a licensed professional counselor. We're just a couple of therapists without a target audience for this podcast, but hope it can be of some help to someone somewhere. Hello. Hello again. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. It's a nasty rainy day today. It is. It is. But thankfully we're cozied up inside with our coffee and our heaters. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. So today we're going to talk about self-deprecation. Yay. (laughs) Self-deprecation. Also known as the Eeyore syndrome. Mm, I just made that up. I like the Eeyore syndrome. Yeah. So what do we mean by self-deprecation? Well, do you know anyone who self-deprecates? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many people that I used to know, but I've cut them out of my life. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Self-deprecation means when you basically talk negatively about yourself to yes. other people. Um, this can be not being able to take a compliment. It can um, be complaining about yourself. Okay, wait. I'm going to do a little role play okay. here so you show me what you mean. Okay. Sarah, your hair looks so good today. <sighs> Stephanie, it's raining. My hair's frizzy. I, I just couldn't get it right today. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> that right. was an easy one, huh? <laughs> it was, it was. Your hair does actually look good, Thank though. you. Because um, I was looking at you and I thought, I'm going to pick something that is actually accurate. Oh, that's you know? nice. <laughs> I had, I, it, was, it was hard, though, because there were so many things. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. I like the way you just say thank you, yes. you know, so you were not really engaging in self-deprecation. You're it's, just role-playing. Yeah. It's something that, peop- that people, including myself, have had to work on over the years. Yes. So, okay, keep going. So there's the kind when you can't accept a compliment. The kind where you discredit a compliment instead yeah. of just, you know, saying, oh, no, just starting to beat yourself up and point out all of your flaws. Yeah. Um, what other self-deprecations? I was thinking of the, just the spontaneous ones, mm. you know, the ones where it's like, I'm so fat, oh. I'm so, I don't, okay, so also our adolescents, I say our, meaning our clientele, <laughs> Yes. Um, our adolescents are notorious for being extremely self-deprecating in, uh, in really like direct and more subtle ways. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are more direct and some are more subtle. Some right. are going to be really explicit with it like well I just don't deserve to live mm. uh, versus some are more you know like the humble brag <laughs> I call it fishing for compliments yeah 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 me too <laughs> but yeah like, yeah were you just like, going oh, fishing? I am so ugly yeah 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 <laughs> I just oh you know I just can't ever get anything well I can't get anything right is more like it's bigger it's yeah. more direct um I have to think about ways that uh, are more subtle. Yeah. I mean, those aren't the ones we're really targeting today, though, are they? No. I feel like we need to start with the ones that hit us in the face. Yeah. From other people, because those are, to me, the most diversive. Yes. So, I remember when I figured out how to intervene on that, it was years ago, and there was an adolescent that I was working with. I don't work with a ton of adolescents, but when I do, they're pretty severe and they're pretty smart too Mm -hmm. I like to work with super smart adolescents Um, sometimes their parents call them as we know manipulative but I like to call them strategic (laughs) so I like working with those kids and there was a girl who I was working with and and she was really dogging herself out I mean we were doing therapy and and she would sort of lapse into this 
well, I mean, I don't know. I just can't do anything right, and I'm just stupid. And I'm, and and I remember my immediate reaction was just to, hey, uh-uh, no, you know, just to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I trust a, a lot of times, most times, I trust my immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, well, you know, is there value in letting her go on and on about this? And as I picked it apart, you know, I thought about it like. It's aversive to me, meaning I don't like it. It sounds, you know, awful. And at the same time, um, it can't feel good for her. There's no way that that feels good to her. Not only that, but she's focusing heavily on a negative in not just her brain. She, it pops up in her brain and then she vocalizes it. So she verbalizes it. That's, you know, another area of the brain. And then she hears it, mm-hmm. you know, she hears her own voice saying it. So then there's the auditory component. She's hearing it back again. I'm hearing it. So she's getting it multiple routes, right. you know. And I, it occurred to me in that moment, I thought, this is the equivalent of ver- this like verbal self-harm. Mm. You know, she's just thrashing herself <laughs> verbally right in front of me. And if this was a person who was self-harming in front of me, what would I do? You would put a stop to it. Oh, hell yes. I would not let that happen. No. What kind of mean person <laughs> would, you know, horrible person would just sit there and watch mm-hmm. and while someone was doing that? I mean, if I had to, I'd grab hold of that person right. and get you'd, the... You'd lunge at her. I would lunge, <laughs> maybe, yeah. and get the weapon or whatever. So, you know, I learned that day um, that if I'm going to let somebody verbally self-harm, then... You know, I'm not doing them any favors. So I told her, I said, listen, I'm not going to listen to that. I said, I wouldn't let you self-harm in front of me, and I won't let you verbally Mm self-harm in front of me. And even to take it another step, kind of a little less severe way, you've said before, I wouldn't let someone else talk about you that way. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to let you talk about you that way. Exactly. I wouldn't sit here and let somebody else say those things about you, and I'm certainly not going to let you say those things about you, and I don't believe those things anyway so we're just distracting right and remember the statistic about you know you have to hear five positive things to combat one negative thing and so if she's saying all these negative things over and over again there's no way she's going to build up in her piggy bank enough positives about herself to combat all the negatives yeah so parents we have parents come to us all the time and ask about this Mm -hmm. You know, adolescents, I notice some of them will go fishing, as you say. Yes. You know, go fishing for these compliments. Can you talk about how you've seen parents play into that? Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever we say something, whether we know it or not, there is a reason we are saying something out loud. There's a function behind that. Yep. Um, and often I feel like when we do throw out, you know, um, a self-deprecating statement, it's because we want someone to negate it. We want someone to be like, that is not true. Think about all these qualities you have about yourself. You are a great person. You are pretty and whatever it is. Um, so we've seen parents feed into that and that they don't want their kid to think that they are dumb, ugly, whatever, not a good person, whatever the the case may be. And so, you know, when kids really are feeling this way, it feels good from their parents or from anyone that responds to them to have them say the opposite. Yeah. And it's reflexive. I mean, for parents, it comes without thought so much of the time. I call it mommy tell me a story Mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, adolescent says, 
um, oh, I'm so dumb. I can't even, you know, I'm never on the honor roll. And the parent just reflexively yeah. comes up and says, you are so smart. If you would, you know, if you would apply yourself, I've seen you do so many. It's like, there's the story. Mm-hmm. And the adolescent, you know, there's, it's just below the surface, this desire to hear these positive right. things. And so if you have to press this button to get that, you know, the jack-in-the-box response, then that's what you're going to do. Right. And so accidentally, parents are reinforcing this all the time. Because what we want is for kids and, and anyone that self-deprecates to be able to combat those thoughts on their own. Yeah. Um, because you're not always going to be there for them to push the play button to. And then what? Right. Right. So sometimes that manifests in uh, those talks, those heart-to-heart talks, mm. you know, late at night. The late night ones. Yeah. Uh, adolescents have this tendency to self-deprecate. You know, they'll have a fit or have a, like a meltdown, something. And then we'll, you know, it's late at night and they're getting ready for bed and parents still angry. Well, the adolescent then says, you know, well, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm just terrible. I just, you know, I don't know how I have any friends and I don't know how you put up with me all the time. And the parent reflexively steps Mm -hmm. in and starts to have that heart to heart talk, that nice, warm and fuzzy. So thereby accidentally making it more likely that the adolescent self deprecates. Um, And then parents will say things like, well, I want them to be able to talk to me, Mm. but that's not talking. No. Like, I want, you know, to be able to spend time with, you know, my adolescent, but that doesn't mean I want them sitting there um, self-harming, either verbally or physically, because it's my job, part of my job, to protect them. Okay, so what can parents do? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is, is like you were saying, the, the reflex that they have to just repeat, just word vomit back. They have their few set little things that they say, and it's just on autopilot. I think the first is to be able to pause and recognize when you are getting pulled into a self-deprecating dance with your adolescent um, to be able to recognize it. And then the next, I mean, I do love saying, I've said it before, you know, I wouldn't let anyone else talk about you that way. I'm not going to sit here and listen. If you want to talk to me about something else, I'm here, but I'm not going to continue to talk in this way with you. Right. Um, sometimes I've had to take it a bit further with parents um, that just calling it out like that isn't mm-hmm. enough to be able to, because the adolescent um, like gets louder with it. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm, you know. And so to help them reduce the behavior, uh, I give an extra um, consequence whereby every self-deprecating comment after a warning, they have to do two positive like true positive yeah not just you know make them up out of thin air but true positive attributes of themselves they have to write them down and then kind of present them nice i like that and that puts a stop to that Mm -hmm. yeah so the you know the danger in letting them do that is you know there's multiple dangers that they start to believe it Mm -hmm. that um they're looking for validation from the outside it's also socially alienating it is, and my brain immediately goes to <laughs> social media. When oh I think, my gosh, I didn't even think about oh that. Gosh. You're so right. Because, you know, if, oh. if mommy and daddy are not there, there is the whole wide world web that can, you know. Wide world web? <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
but that can, you know, valid or not validate, but that can negate their self-deprecation and provide them with compliments and attention and support. Yeah. So give me an example of a post Mm. that you might, not you, but that we've heard adolescents put out there. Oh, I'm just worthless. Yes. Oh, that is one of my top pet peeves. Yes. And I mean, what else can you do as a friend besides challenge that? You know, I mean, especially as an adolescent friend. Now, you know, you and I as friends, we're not going to fall into that because mm-hmm. we know better. But for for adolescents who aren't as savvy and who haven't had experience um, with this, which is really a strategic move mm-hmm. on the part of the adolescents. So I'm saying manipulative. I say strategic. Mm-hmm. It's a strategic move, uh, move to get the validation that they're wanting and craving. The downside is, long-term, it's alienating. Right. You know, your social group may chime in for a time, you know, or two, mm-hmm. but that quickly, very quickly dissipates. Right. What I've told my adolescents and, and adults, I have college students face this a lot with um, dramatic friends and mm-hmm. things. I'll teach them basic behavioral principles and just say, you know, when your friend does this that you don't like, be it the self-deprecation, you kind of pull back and you don't provide the warmth and support that they may be looking for. But then when they're not doing that, when you're having a good time, when they have succeeded at something, then you metaphorically lean in and give them that attention that we all want. I mean, yeah. you know, we all want the attention and positive the attention, positive accolades and things. Do it compliments. When, mm-hmm, do it when it makes sense to do it. Yeah. When they're not doing the thing you don't want to see anymore. Correct. Yeah. So, um, there's also, so that's your style, I mm-hmm. think, is to just not reinforce. Mm-hmm. I think you like extinguishing the behavior over time. I'm more direct. Mm-hmm. And what I tend to do with my social group, with my, I mean, I can't help but feel like a lot of times that I'm at work all the time. Um, maybe I should work on that, but I kind of do. I got, mm-hmm. My daughter makes fun of me and says that I'm like you know the ambassador going out and trying to help people with their communication sometimes she's like don't say anything you know she'll see people having problem communication you know next to me or something she's like don't say anything don't step in um so when I see somebody who has um you know with me problem communication sometimes I'll say like let's say that they say um you know I'm not really good at this Mm -hmm. and I say I feel like you want me to say that you are but I feel like if I say that you are you're gonna feel like that I'm just saying that because you said Uh that and so the next time that I think about um, that you are good at this I'm gonna tell you that back then or I should have told you back then I'm gonna tell you going forward Mm -hmm. so that um, you'll believe me ah you know and then it points out for them that they're, you know, how I feel yeah. as they say that. Because I think a lot of times when people do this self-deprecation, they don't even consider how it makes the other person feel. Right. When somebody says, oh, my God, I look so fat. Um, there are people that you could say something like that with. Um, and there are people who are going to feel compelled mm-hmm. to say, oh, you shouldn't say that about yourself. You're beautiful. You're, And you got to know your audience. Right. So knowing your audience is part of it. The question, you know, if you're the type of person, hopefully you're not the type of person, but if you are the type of person who tends to self-deprecate, you want to ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. What is my intention in doing this? What am I trying to bring about? And the other question I'd ask is, how is this other person going to feel 
hearing this? Mm-hmm. Are they going to feel obligated? I never want someone to feel obligated say, to give me a compliment. The last thing I would want what? is to twist somebody's oh. arm to saying something nice about me. Yeah. I would rather just not. Yeah. It's kind of like fighting with someone to spend more time with you. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Love yeah, that's going to work. That's going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So asking the question, what is it I'm trying to bring about when I say this out loud? And, you know, thinking it is one thing, but saying it out loud is another. Once you say it out loud, you have then invited mm. other people to come in and provide an opinion about your opinion. Right. And depending on who the person is, sometimes I will validate their self-deprecation and be like, yeah. Are you, what are you trying to say, sir? Are you trying to say I'm fat right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'll just say, yeah, you're right. That, that was really dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Like, what do you want me to say? You know, validation is a skill that we use all the time in communication. And yes, it is. And we are going to do a several part series on validation (laughs) (laughs) coming up. So yeah, you can also validate. That's a good point. So if we want it to stop or Mm -hmm. we want it to reduce at least, you know, if we're the listener, Mm -hmm. then we don't reinforce. That's your your Don't reinforce by not responding. By not responding, Mm -hmm. pulling back. Mm -hmm. You said pulling back. By validating. By agreeing with what they're saying. Uh-huh. And then my my technique is to disclose in the moment how I feel or what I think mm-hmm. about what yeah. I'm experiencing. So those are three good ways to be able to get someone else to stop doing that. Um, and just if you're the kind of person who does the self-deprecation, then awareness you know, paying attention and awareness is key mm-hmm. in being able to reduce that. And what you can do also is think about what is it I'm trying to bring about and see if there's a more skillful or effective way of doing that. For example, if I said, Sarah, I really need to hear like one positive thing about my parents right now. Mm-hmm. Would you mind telling me? You yes. know, then I can ask yeah. directly for what I want. And the person's going to be happy to provide that with you if you ask directly. Yes. If it's done in like a sly, kind of like sneaky way, sometimes I feel a little taken advantage of yes. or used. Ooh, yeah, used. Um, and then I just don't want to do it. Like pressing a button. Yeah. Tell me a story, mm-hmm. mommy. Tell me a right. story, mommy. Yep, yep, exactly. Okay, so hopefully that helps if you are um, experiencing a lot of, uh, I don't know, problems with your adolescent who self-deprecates or a friend even Mm -hmm. or a mother-in-law or a parent. Yes. And that way you can um, intervene, maybe improve your relationship. Or if you're the type of person who, as you listen to it, you go, oops, yikes, that might be me. It can also improve your relationships because you're going to stop doing that. Yes. Well, good luck. Yes, good luck. Have a good day.